another poor season for the Jets, I guess. Well, I guess that's one way to start. Yeah, like we said last time, 7-4, and four, ending 7-10, and 10, with no turnovers in the last six games, no touchdowns in the last three. <sighs> Typical, we're sitting home, watching playoff games, shooting bad juju on everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. I'm Papa Smurf. I'm Hector. Yeah. Yeah, it's that time of the season with all Jets fans. The inevitable time where we've been let down, you know, and uh, Hector tried to tried to cheer me up the other week. You know, everyone predicted us five wins or less. We have seven, kind of where we predicted. We were hoping more for eight or nine, but... You know, it is what it is. It's a, it, it, hey, like I said, we're not in a rebuild anymore. We're here. We're now. We know what we're trying to fix. Um, looks like Woody Johnson knows what's going on. He came out, said he's wedding, willing to spend whatever for a top veteran QB. Um, congratulations to Sauce Gardner, Quinn, Quinn and Williams, and uh, CJ Mosley. Uh, Mosley got a second team all pro. Williams and Sauce got a first team all pro. Sauce being the first uh, rookie since like 1960. Yeah, it's like something like 40, 50 years, you know, first time that rookie's gotten a first team all pro like that. Yeah. So, congratulations yeah. for those guys. Um, but I think Sauce said it best trade it all in for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. We were busting Braden's, Braden's balls. He was supposed to be on today. Unfortunately, we couldn't make the schedule work. Hopefully, we'll get him next week. Uh, but we were busting his chops about uh, about Tariq Woolen versus Sauce Gardner um, and how Sauce got first team all pro. I will say this, Tariq not getting any sort of team all pro is a shame. That is that is highway robbery right there. He deserved some sort of mention in all of that. For yeah, sure. 100%. Second or third team for sure. Um, uh, and, and there's a couple snubs we brought up, a couple guys, uh, even – Particularly on the rate uh, on the Seahawks, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, look, the Seahawks. See, the Seahawks are one of those teams where, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't like Kenneth Walker. I can see maybe it being a snub, you know. But other than that, man, I mean, they're a team of blue collar guys just going to work right now. You know what I mean? Like they put in the work this season. I don't. There's not like. Outside of Tariq Woolen, and again, you could argue Kenneth Walker, there's not the one guy that you could say all pro season. Yeah. Uh, easily all pro season. You know what I mean? Like it's just a bunch I mean, of give, smaller guys going knock, to work. I would give a knock to Gino. Gino um probably should should have gotten like a third team all pro. <sighs> I don't know if I agree with that. I know he set a single season passing record for the Seahawks. You know, I know that he has been bawling outside of his mind, but I just, I don't know if that caliber of play, I mean, you, when you're talking about the entire NFL, is he really in the top three? You know what I mean? Like, yes, Seahawks-wise. Essentially, if you're, if, yeah, if you're going to put it that way, yeah. You know, Seahawks-wise, for sure. Is he a Cinderella story of the year? Absolutely. But if you're considering the entire NFL, as I look at my board here, is he better than Josh Allen? No. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he better than um, Joe Burrow? No. Yeah, and that's three right there. You know what I mean? So I, I hear you, like, emotionally, I hear you, but, like, play-wise, it's a good story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, Hopefully... The Jets can make those moves next season to uh, put us over the hump. Obviously, Lamar's on the board. Deborah Carr's on the board. Uh, Jimmy G, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. There's a list, a list of players. Um, and maybe we'll be in the playoffs next season. Sauce is already solidifying it. He said next year, this time, we'll be in. But I mean, look at it, man. You solidify that that quarterback position, and even with the injuries – it goes the Jets' way. 
Fucking Zach Wilson doesn't absolutely botch both Patriots games because that's what it came down to. Zach Wilson just botching both of those games. That's two wins, at least one win in the pocket right there. You know, Zach Wilson doesn't get hurt and we have a competent quarterback to start the first three weeks of the season. We might beat the Ravens week one. You know, that's another win right there. There's a lot of close games that the Jets had that if we could just figure out the offense would be, I mean, we're right there. The defense is one of the top defenses in the league. I mean, highlighted by the fact that Quinton Williams and Sauce made first-team All-Pros. You know, luckily the Jets have fired, I mean, sorry, mutually parted ways with Mike LaFleur, you know, so hopefully we can. Speaking of that, Mike, that the OC, because there was a couple of of coaches that got fired. Mm Mm-hmm. Offensive line coach, OC coach, Michael Floor. Um, there's a couple coaches I got let go. Legends Hall of Famer Nick Mangold said he is wanting that offensive line head coaching job. I would. It's his job. I'm sorry. If you're Woody Johnson, Robert Salah, if you're Joe Doug, any anyone who makes a signing the paycheck decision, it's it's Mangold's job. If he calls and even says, "Hey, yeah, it's your job." Like the second I see the phone ring, this is my this is we're gonna use my little tiger as the phone here. Yep, it's your job. Like that's how I'm answering the phone. I, it's not even like, hey Nick, how are you? Like he's like, hey, I'm just trying to call to see when the next you know ring of honor ceremonies. Are. Oh yeah, you got the job. Yeah, click done. Not even giving you a chance to decline. You know, I know that there's a lot of talk of offensive coordinator Kellen Moore from the Cowboys looking for a head coaching job. If he's looking to stay OC. I'll take him over at the Jets in a heartbeat. Although, I, I, if I were him, I wouldn't leave the Cowboys just to make a lateral move to the Jets, personally. But we'll see. Hopefully, the Jets can get the likes of Lamar Jackson and be able to dangle that little fish in front of whoever is looking for a great OC job. You want Lamar Jackson. I'm so staying, bad. I'm staying sold that I don't want him. I, I know. Think you're going to get him, and he's going to get hurt, and it's going to be the same old shit. Lamar Jackson is one... One juke move away from tearing his ACL. Yeah, but if we can give him a competent backfield, which we can, good receivers, which we can, he doesn't need to be running. The only reason he's running so much is be Lamar. You know Lamar's going to be Lamar. Sure, but he gives you the ability to move him out of the pocket. He gives you the ability for the RPOs. But the only reason that we've seen him really take off and run like a madman in, in Baltimore is because what has he had? Name competent offensive weapons that uh, that he's had in his career. I mean, they sold away Hollywood Brown. That's what I'm saying. Like, that that's who you mention is Hollywood Brown? That's his top weapon that he's had in his career? Yeah, Mark Andrews. Okay, you're tight head, but let's, let's not pretend that Mark Andrews makes that offense. I mean, Lamar makes the offense right now. That's that's my point. That's why he's had to have all of that on his shoulders. If we can give him something that he can actually use, he might not have to take those hits and run. Yeah, I still think he's going to be Lamar. He's still going to take... Honestly, the more I think about it, I think Derek Carr is the best fit. Ugh, he actually... Know. Look at his stats and and everything. It He actually plays very well. And he hasn't had any defense in his entire career, ranked higher than 29th. I'll get, I will take Derek Carr if we can also get Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, I, I've heard rumors D-Hop is, uh, is uh, open, open market and uh, the Jets are a landing spot. Yeah, the Cardinals are looking to shop him. And, and look, I know we have Sauce, or not Sauce, uh, Garrett Wilson. I know we've talked about that. But I mean... I would. I love Braxton Barrios. I love Corey Davis. But having somebody like D Hop on the team across from Garrett Wilson changes the game. Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson absolutely absurd. So I mean, look, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't mind taking Carr under the right circumstances. But with no OC right now, it is a little little troublesome. I, I don't know if I jump on that bandwagon just yet. All right, enough Jets talk. Let's get to the real shit. Got playoffs, baby. Playoffs starting today for when you playoffs. playoffs. Talk about playoffs. Come on, playoffs. Um, we are recording this on Saturday morning. So when you hear this, obviously we've got about four or five hours until the games kick off. 
Uh, let's just start right with it. 4.30 today, we've got the 9-8 and eight Seahawks traveling to San Fran to take on their division rivals, 13-4, and four, 49ers. This is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. And this was a, a, the, this was the main reason why Braden was going to join us today. Um, him being a Seahawks fan, um, he's, he's living high on them clouds right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he believes his team is unstoppable. Uh, Geno Smith is God himself. <laughs> and um, I just want to point out that they cheated to get there. There was there was some uh, not rumors but insinuations with the questionable play calling with Seattle. Even all of that aside, remember Seattle got in because they got help. Yeah, no. Seattle got in because the a, Lions yeah. beat the Packers. The uh, the the shit being said is the officiating. There were some calls that kind of leaned toward the Seahawks' way to help them solidify the win. Um, the Lions had already. Uh, didn't play till after the Seahawks game, right. so it didn't matter once they had won the game. But from what they're being said is that the officiating leaned toward the Seahawks way so that they can get the playoff spot, and then it'll push Lions out. Um, yeah, but so. you know, I know, I know there were some questionable calls in that game, but I'm not gonna lie. If I'm an NFL scriptwriter, as people claim that there are. I want the Lions in the playoffs, not the fucking Seahawks. To me, the Lions are a better fucking story. Redemption for J Jared Goff, you know, after Matt Stafford left the Lions and went to the Rams and then won a Super Bowl. Like, if you, especially after you beat Aaron Rodgers. Like, that was supposed to be it. Like, boom, we beat Aaron Rodgers. We knock him out. We're in. Right. That's, to me, the Lions are a far better story than than the Seahawks are. I mean, the Seahawks are a good story. They were the, hard knocks, like the the whole deal. Like this, it was meant meant. It was literally set up to be Lions. That's why I can't believe the whole. Oh well, they they you know maybe they paid officials. You know that could be something that could have happened. I don't know, but I'm not. I don't believe in the whole. Oh well, the NFL wants the Seahawks to win it all. Why? The Seahawks aren't a good story. They're they're an okay story. It's a nice story. Super Bowl it's a nice, are... It's an interesting story. Like I opened yeah. the book and I'm like, huh, I didn't expect that. It's an exactly. It's an interesting story, especially given the trade. But it is not the best story that you could write. The Lions are a better story. Bills Chiefs better story. Bengals starting off the season like garbage and then coming ben, back. If Bengals go back to back Super Bowls, that's far far by far a better story. 100%. That's what I'm Even saying. Even if they lose. Even if they lose both Super Bowls. That's still. First two seasons. Well, technically, first three seasons for Joe Burrow. But he tore his ACL that first season. But mm -hmm. first two full seasons. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Breaking the, the, the Super Bowl slump curse. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, but anyway, let's let's stay into this game. Seahawks, Niners. Um, I believe they split during the regular season. Did they not? Um, No. I think from what Braden was saying was that the the uh, 49ers Swept had them. won both games. Okay. Um, which why he keeps saying it's really hard to win three in a row, which is why he thinks the Seahawks are going to win this. Look, man, I'm not going to lie. Every, no matter what, right? Like, you can twist it however you want. It's hard to win three in a row. There's no way they beat us. We swept them. There's no – I mean, you can twist it however you want. I'm just looking here up at my TV. It's interesting, though. It's a good matchup. Um, obviously, you're going against the best defense in the league. Um, and they're extremely hot right now. Um, oh they're completely God. running. They're, like, the whole team is running off of the engine of the defense, which is making the offense even more scarier because now they're starting to pick up speed. Mm -hmm. But the only question is, Rock Purdy's only played, like, four games in his career. That's honestly, for me, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. And the big point here is that the Niners, A, have played well all season, but have gotten white fucking hot at the right time. They have, and Brock Purdy has come out of nowhere from the top rope dropping the people's elbow. I mean, he is just out of his mind. Now, will the stage be too big? Will the playoffs, you know, shut him down? Or they're going to put the right system around him where he doesn't have to do too much, and all you got to do is put the ball into the player make playmaker's hands and hopefully McCaffrey, Debo, Nick Bosa, and them boys, they do what they got to do. And and just based off of that, for me, it's the Niners. I know that that's going to upset Coles and that's going to upset Braden. You know, I love them. I love you guys. But there's just so many fact. like, 
Brock Purdy doesn't even have to win the game. Brock Purdy just needs to not he needs to be another like it, it's funny that we call it the Jimmy G, but that's what it is. You just need to be Jimmy G. Have you, you ever seen the movie? Up. You ever seen the movie Friday Night Lights? Yeah, there you go. You, yeah. He just needs to exist in the moment between the snap and handing the ball off to Booby Miles. Booby Miles being Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell. Insert, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Insert playmaker here. Um, George Kittle, God forbid. Now it is, it is, you know what makes this very interesting? And look, like you said, I'm sorry, Braden. I'm sorry, Colts. I'm picking the Niners, though. You know, we have rode with you guys all season and picking the Seahawks for most of these games in the season. You know, you guys do have a story similar to the Jets. Um, mm -hmm. Only thing is that you guys made it to the playoffs. We didn't. We had multiple chances, and we, we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, I still stand that we do have the better team, though. I agree. Um, we just have terrible fucking offensive coaching and quarterbacking. But this is what makes this thing very interesting, is that we've seen throughout the season certain games where the Seahawks lost, where you're like, this is their hole. This is their hole. This is where they're getting beat. You know, teams are figuring them out. We've seen bad play from them in certain times of the season. Mm -hmm. With the 49ers, the only bad play we ever seen from them was when they were deep into injury. Now right. you're plugging in quarterback into quarterback into quarterback. You're doing what the Jets did, but you're you're producing. Succeeding, yeah. Your system so is succeeding. It's scary that you're just entering a quarterback, enter name here, like you say, and, there's, and it's scarier and scarier how they win games. The only counterpoint that I could potentially make in favor of the Seahawks is that the Niners could fall into the trap of coasting. You know, we've been hot. This is a nobody team. You know, we'll, we'll spank their ass easy. Whereas the, the Seahawks, like I said before, are a blue-collar, grab-your-lunch-pail, go-to-work team. And there's no tomorrow for that kind of team. I mean, there's no tomorrow for either of these teams. If you lose, you go home. But you're in. You're all. You've been living in the mindset of there's no tomorrow. You're hungrier. This is a big division game for you. You're the underdogs. That kind of mentality could elevate your play. Like I said before, does it elevate it enough? The Seahawks kind of shot themselves in the foot earlier in the season when they were playing for the division, and they ended up losing. The Niners ended up taking that. Right now, it could be flip flop. You could have the home field advantage, but you don't now. Mm -hmm. Now the 49ers got the home field advantage. You guys gotta. If you're gonna win this game, you gotta you gotta put the defense on their heels. You yeah. can't let them come downfield. You gotta go downfield. You yeah. can't chop your feet. You can't go east to west. You need to go north and south, and you need to make the defense react. Yeah, the burden the burden of winning is definitely on the Seahawks. Like period, end of story. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, the burden of winning is on the Seahawks. Um, with that being said, give me the Niners by four. That's that's where I stand in all of this. Um, to be honest, the only reason that it's so low is out of respect for Braden and Colbs. But Niners by fours is where I'm sitting here. I'm going to take the 49ers by... Eight. Honestly, that's where I want it to be, but I'm trying to be respectful. Then tonight, we've got the Chargers and the Jags. Somehow, someway, and in a world that I just don't understand, the Chargers are heading to Jacksonville for this game because the Jags are technically the higher seed since they won their division, and it really makes me, reminds me how much I hate seeding in the NFL playoffs. Um, Chargers 10 and 7, Jags 9 and 8. The Jags sneaking into the playoffs, getting hot at the end of the season, doing their business at the end of the season. Um, Chargers making the playoffs for the first time in Justin Herbert's career, so this is going to be a first for him. Um, I don't know. I'm not, honestly, this game can be, I feel like the Chargers have more weapons and have a better defense, but they do have a tendency to fumble the bag at the last second. So, <clears throat> so Mike Evans is already out the game with back issues. You mean uh, Mike Williams? Oh, Mike, Mike Williams. Sorry, I said Mike Evans. Mike Williams is out with some back, major back issues. Like two um, to three weeks, yeah. 
what I want to say, did you see Kenny, the sports guy's bracket for the playoffs? I didn't. All right, if you're ever on Instagram and you see Kenny, the sports guy, click on his page, check his predictions. That shit is wild. He has the Jaguars going all the way to the AFC Championship and into the Super Bowl. I don't like anything about that. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I still got the Chargers here. I think Austin Eckler is going to go off. I think Justin Herbert is enough with Keenan Allen, uh, Palmer, and, and Carter, and those guys. A nice story from the Jags. Glad to make the playoffs. You guys are hot right now. I don't think you have enough, though, to beat the Chargers. The Chargers are one of those teams, like, their defense might be a little iffy, but they're going to put up 25-plus points. Yeah. I'm not as confident that the Jaguars are going to put up 25-plus points to keep up with the high scoring that the Chargers are going to do. I can agree with that. So my issue here, and it's always going to boil down to this for me, I am so tired, and I saw it this morning, and I knew it was going to piss me off. Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays in his entire career. He's never lost on a Saturday. Shut the fuck up. He also never lost before, and then his first game in the NFL, ta-da, he's got his. So stop it. Stop it the fucking bullshit over. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the Trevor Lawrence. It was 80, what, 80 and 3 going into the NFL, and then he went yeah. 1 in thir- one in, one in 15 his first season? Exactly, yeah. He never lost. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so tired of it, man. Um, So look, I don't really care about the whole it's a Saturday thing. Mike Williams does put a big damper on the Chargers offense, but look, they're sitting where they are, even with having wide receiver injury issues all season. This isn't new to them. You know, it's not like, oh, my God, we've never dealt with this before. You know, if I had to stack team by team, I do give the edge to the Chargers. Uh, it's going to be a close one. Doug Peterson, you know, head coach of the Jags, has really turned that team around. You know he's got some tricks up his sleeve. You know, it's another team that there is no tomorrow for them. The Chargers got a lot of stigmas to break right now, you know, and honestly, I think Doug Peterson is better coach than Brandon Staley by an actual country mile. Um, with that being said, I can't bring myself to support the Jags. Give me the Chargers by one. Oof. I take in the Chargers by seven. Yeah, that's, that's a bigger gap than I want to support in this game. I think this is going to be a little bit closer than people anticipate. And let's see here. We've got the Dolphins traveling to the Bills with a no to a game. They're starting Skylar Thompson. Um, I, 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 there's not much to say about this, right? We all know how I feel about Mike McDaniels um, or McDaniel, however many fucking S's he does or doesn't have at the end of his name. Um, there is no Tua. There is no Teddy. You're starting your rookie. Um, the Bills are just going to blitz the ever-living piss out of you. And, and make you regret the day you decided to sneak into the playoffs. Um, the Dolphins can't play in the cold. It's going to be fucking cold. Insert every fucking reason here that it's the Bills by 10. Bills by 10. You're yeah, being more generous than I am. I'm taking the Bills by 14. Um, Miami is not what... Miami was when the season started and, and they were like hot and winning games and people were looking at them like, oh, this is potential Super Bowl. It's not the same team. Um, especially yeah. no Tua, uh, no Teddy. You're going in yeah. with the Skyler Thompson kid. The, the, everything just red flag. It just says, like, just do not even watch the ass whooping that's about to be brought upon the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be painful. I mean, the Dolphins are not going to hold against the Bills' offense. Their defense is not going to hold, or, I mean, their their offense is not going to hold against the Bills' defense. If I'm the Bills' defensive coordinator, my my defensive plan is all of five letters long, and that is blitz. That's it. That's all I'm doing, because I'm just, in some way, shape, or form, going to blitz you. Be it out of a zone, be it man-to-man, be it all out, it doesn't matter. I'm coming after Skylar Thompson in some way, shape, or form with six plus men. It just it is that that is what it is. It is what it's gonna be, you know. And I'm going to make you beat me 
through the air. I'm going to make Skylar Thompson beat me through. I'll, 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 I'll put out all backup defensive linemen. I'm just putting seven down defensive linemen and four DBs and saying, do what you want. Fucking beat me. I dare you. I'm just going cover one, stopping the run, and uh, hopefully, hey, you got make you make. Hey, you gotta make throws. You gotta make yeah. throws. So, yeah, yeah, Bills in that one, easy. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Giants traveling to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. Nine seven one Giants, thirteen four in Minnesota. Um, man, this is it's now. Here's the thing: it's not one o'clock, Kirk. We've got a 4.30 Kirk. I mean, he has shown once this season that 4.30 Kirk can be something magical, but nine times out of ten, 4.30 Kirk isn't the Kirk that you want. Say what you want to say. <laughs> it is Daniel Jones, though. <laughs> hey, put some motherfucking respect on Daniel Jones. I'm telling you right now, Daniel Jones is a going to show you guys something. He is going to ball out. Him, Saquon, fucking, they said, fuck not having a legit receiver. We're going to do it ourselves. We got a beast tight end in Bellinger who has one of the highest catch rates in the NFL. Under the radar. True that. Now, um, defense, I think, give, give me the Giants by four. I actually echo your sentiment, shockingly enough. I think not that the, I'm not going to pull the whole the Vikings are fake or anything like that. But outside of Justin Jefferson, the Vikings offense really hasn't been that great. You know, we've gotten almost no production out of Dalvin Cook all year. He's been an OK running back, you know, yeah, without just, yards. But yeah, now a thousand yards is just, you know, OK. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's been bad, but he's he hasn't been the defining factor in any game. Maybe once, you know, but he hasn't really been Jefferson show pretty much. Yeah, it really has been, you know. So with that being said, I think the Vikings defense is good, but I actually really like what uh, Dable has done with the Giants offense. Um, this is Daniel Jones. Really, that causes me to hitch up a little bit, but it's it's Daniel Jones' time to shine, and I will give him this, and I will give you this. He has played well this season. Is that enough for me to put everlasting respect on his name? No. Let me see how he does in the playoffs, and let me see how he does next year. But for this game, for this matchup, I agree with you. Giants by four. I think he does enough, and I think that it's going to – I think Saquon goes bonkers. The last two times the Giants made a Super Bowl run, they were a wild card team. One year they were 8-8. Eight and eight. The other year they were 9-7. and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting. Then let's see here. Now we've got the Ravens on Sunday night going to the Bengals, another divisional matchup. That's funny. We've got like three of those. Yeah. Uh, you got Miami Bill, Baltimore Cincy, and Niner Seahawks. Yeah. So we've got 10 and 7 Ravens traveling to 12 and 4 Bengals. Now here's the fun part. The Ravens are going to be without Lamar Jackson, it seems. I don't think I've heard official. Yeah, words no, he is yet. out. And I oh, think he is out. Okay. I think Huntley will be ready, but they're still like the, the reports are still like up in the air. But I, I it looks seems like Huntley's going to be ready for the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and we've said it before, right? At the top of all of this, Lamar Jackson has been the Ravens offense. Okay, Mark Andrews, one of the better tight ends. I'm not gonna take that from him, but Almost no running backs to be heard of. Almost no receivers to be heard of. So, I mean, with that kind of sentimentality coming into it, how am I expecting the Ravens to do well against the Bengals? You know, assuming that even the defenses never play, and this is just a seven-on-seven Pascal to see who can score the fastest and the most, the Ravens offense can't fucking hold a candle to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, yeah, Joe Mixon. That shot was having Lamar Jackson out there. Yeah. And I, I've been saying this since like week 13, 12, whenever they started heating up the Bengals, I said nobody wants to play Joe Burrow in the playoffs. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. You better be 100%, your team better be 100% healthy and ready to fucking play because if you go in with an inkling of anything wrong, Joe Burrow is going to bury you. Yeah, and look, 
I like Harbaugh better than I like Zach Taylor. I think Zach Taylor is a putz and that the Bengals are successful in absolute fucking spite of him. But Joe Burr, uh, 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 Harbaugh is coaching with second string and third string guys on any other team. You know what I mean? Whereas Zach Taylor's coaching with guys, even Samaji Piran, the backup running back, is a motherfucking starter on any other team, almost any other team. T. Higgins, your wide receiver, too, is a starter on almost any other team. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, the Bengals by 10, unfortunately. I was, uh, I was about to say Cincy by 10. And not even unfortunately, because I do like Joe Burrow. I have said from the beginning he is the second coming of Joe Namath, and I think he's too fucking cool for school. And uh, and I like the Bengals in this. I like the Bengals in the playoffs. To 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 be frank, um, yeah, there's not much I can say about that game. And then Monday night, you got Monday night on Super Wild Card Weekend, which is just absolute stupidity. Um, Cowboys traveling to the Bucks again. Another situation that I just makes me hate the NFL playoffs. Uh 12 and 5 Cowboys going to the 8 and 9 Bucks. Fucking stupid. Um and I'm tired of the people, oh well if you just win your division, they are 12 and 5. What more do you want from them? Same thing with the fucking the Chargers. They're 10 and 7 going to 9 and 8. What do you want? They have the better record. Anyway. Anywho, Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> this, one's, this one's fucking tough. This one, I actually, this one is fucking tough. Like, if you look at the rosters and you look purely at talent levels on paper, it's the Cowboys by a milli, uh, just talent-wise. But it's Thomas Edward Brady in the playoffs. And I don't know if I can get past that. Dak has not been playing great. If you're a betting man, bet on an interception because he's always throwing one per game, whether it be his fault or not. He's, you know how I feel about Zeke. Cowboys defense is playing great, and they do have, what, the third highest scoring offense? But it's Thomas Edward Brady, playoff Lenny, Todd Bowles defense. I don't know what to do. I, I'm, 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 I'm stuck. I'm, I'm literally stuck. I, this is hard. Part of me is like, I think the boys are going to finally get over the hump, pull one out. But another part of me is literally what you're saying. Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like, that's it. I'm not worried about anything else. You don't have to mention a coach. You don't have to mention a player. You don't have to. Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. We're going to have a special guest here in a second. Um, Actually, you know what? Let's come back to Tom Brady in the playoffs. Let's bring in our special guest and uh, let's see if he can convince us. Brayden, what's up, my sir? That's how we start shit off here. Just I'm good. (laughs) So we've already been recording. You're coming in in the middle here. Um, we're gonna. We took a pause from talking about the Cowboys Buccaneers uh, because we have bad news for you specifically. We have talked about the Seahawks and the Niners, and we are putting you in the position of convincing us why the Seahawks are gonna win this game because we both took the Niners. Okay, so that's beautiful, and we've been <laughs> all season. A couple things. We have nothing to lose. If the Niners lose. That's an embarrassment. I don't care what people say. Hector, I know we talked about this earlier. If they lose, how embarrassing is that? You've swept us in the regular season. You played amazing against us, and you can't beat us in the playoffs. We have nothing to lose. That's what I said. How relaxed and chilled Seattle has been. I don't know if you watched the video of Gino doing whatever he was doing. I don't know what kind of dance that was. And then Pete Carroll strolling through with a scooter. (laughs) They got nothing to lose if they're they're relaxed and yeah the game against the rams wasn't the prettiest but we've only allowed two two the last 10 games that was the refs not us the refs <laughs> not us um i don't know i i just have a feeling i have a gut feeling i've had a gut feeling all year i've kept the same energy Colbs and i have talked about that 
Colbs is like the naysayer. I'm the believer. So I don't know. I just have a good feeling that that we're gonna we're gonna shock the world. I, I don't think we'll uh, we'll beat the Eagles if we play the Eagles next. I think that's how it would fall out. But I think we could beat the Niners because they didn't look that great against us last time they played. Yeah, they beat us by a score, but they still didn't look good. Um, and I'm not convinced I'm Purdy. So to your point. That's the one thing I did say in favor of the Seahawks is the Niners could fall into the trap of coming into this, like coasting, you know, as thinking this is an easy win and not playing up to their abilities and that the Seahawks, while yes, everybody, if they lose, goes home tomorrow, there is no tomorrow for anybody if you lose, but the Seahawks have had that mentality all season. We're supposed to lose. So why not go out there and win anyway? You know, so I will say that is the one thing that they have going for them, but it's for me, and I, I'm sure I speak for Hector. I don't know if that's enough to convince me that they can outplay that Niners defense, to put it bluntly. See, my thing, my thing was saying one: we we backed the Seahawks all season. Oh, we, yeah. we we backed the Seahawks all season. You can you can agree with that, Braden. Um, and well, like I like I mentioned earlier. When you look back into some of the games the Seahawks played and some of the losses they took, you can be like, okay, I can see a weakness here. I can see a weakness there. Oh. I can see just bad play there. With the 49ers, they've had injuries multiple times to the most important position in football, and it's dangerously scary how they're still continuously win- winning games with enters name here at quarterback. That's true. Just uh, like I said, we we're the only team in the last six weeks to hold them under thirty points. We started off poorly, and Gino said it. If we get into those second and longs and there's thirds and longs, obviously we're not going to win the game. The key to our success is pounding the ball early. We need K nine. He needs to run and he needs to destroy that defense, demoralize them, because. It's 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 rainy. It's wet. There's the passing game is going to be non-existent. Gino, Gino may have a couple good throws here and there, but the running game has to be on point. And I agree with you there. I said it to Zach, and one of the one of the uh, uh, reasons to defend the Seahawks in winning this game was I said the Seahawks can't play choppy feet, east to west, running the ball football. They need to keep the defense on their heels. They can't let the defense come with their force and take take the lead and, and overpower you guys. You guys need to punch them in the mouth, keep them on their heels, run the ball, and and that's like, that'll open up everything else for you guys in order to win that game. Yeah, I think it's, I definitely think it's going to be a close game. If we do win, I, I think it's by a field goal, by a last second field goal. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way, because Typically, the Seahawks and 49ers, they're never blowout games anyways. So, Yeah, they're always, I think I had the Niners by four. And you took the I Niners took, by four. I took them by eight. The other thing we got going for us is we've never lost to them in the playoffs. So there's that. There is always a first, though. There's a yeah. first for everything. <laughs> but, okay, so my question would, to you, though, how embarrassing, how embarrassing would it be? Because you said if the Niners lost, how embarrassing – would that be for them losing to the Seahawks? But how embarrassing would it be for the Seahawks if the Niners beat you with Brock Purdy? They already did it, so it's not that embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's got a valid point. He can't embarrass. But like, this is twice. playoffs, though. Like, this is playoffs. <laughs> the first rookie to win since Russell Wilson and uh, wild card round. So, yeah, that's Russell, true. Last one to do it. Are you saying you miss Russell Wilson? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I, no. Yeah. But your guys' Cowboys points, because I was in the backstage listening, you know, the last time the Cowboys won a wild card game was in 91. When yeah, they I, wasn't, were... I wasn't born yet. <laughs> By that a was... year. So yeah. so let's let's bounce back to that, because that's that's the thing that we're stuck on. That's what we put a pin in uh, before you had come in. Yeah. Um, we got so, the boys' bucks. Um, at 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 at, at, at t- technically Tampa's home field advantage. Zach's not a, a, a fan of that. Stupid. Um, the boys do have the better record. Um, 
I think this was a tough one. Like like we've said, the boys on paper should probably go to the Super Bowl, but then you're playing Tom Brady. Like fuck everything else, but you're playing Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm a fan of this just because Seattle did it a few years ago against the Saints. And Sean, Sean Payton talked a little bit about it, about how it's ridiculous, but at the same time, you have to win you have to win your division. That's the problem. So the home field is going to be a huge factor in this and Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I don't care how old he is. He's still Tom Brady. <laughs> I, you know, every season that Tom Brady, like, and we've, done, we've, all, we've played this game. Right. Well, I'm going to put it this in air quotes as media members. We've played this game. Oh, Tom Brady hasn't even when he was with the Patriots. This has been a bad season for Brady. The Patriots barely made it to the playoffs. You know, if they didn't play in the AFC East, they wouldn't have won the division with a uh, uh, nine and six record or whatever it was. You know, at the nine and nine and seven record at the time, you know, all of these things. And then Tom Brady gets the playoffs, steals the soul of another child and becomes a completely different beast for the next four weeks. I just have it like it doesn't matter how bad they play in the season. Like I'm looking at the Bucks and I'm like, oh, you know, there's nothing that that makes me go, oh yeah, they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. They can definitely move on. But then you just remember Tom Brady transforms. This is yeah. this is his final form. This is as good as he gets. If, to me, to me, if week 18, if week 18, Tom Brady and the Bucks won by. Eh, just like a eh game, or they took an L, then I'm going boys. Without a doubt, I'm not questioning it. I'm going to pick the boys. But because they went out there and they dick-stomped that Week 18 game, Mike Evans and Tom Brady just went fucking berserk. I know. Now I'm just like, you know, they're starting to heat up. And they've been starting to heat up if you really look back the last couple weeks because they weren't in the best position to make the playoffs, and then they fucking end up winning their division. Yeah. They have a running back whose nickname is Playoff Lenny. Like if that if if Tom Brady coming alive in the playoffs and having a running back whose nickname literally is determined by how well he has played in the playoffs versus the regular season, uh, combined with a Todd Bowles defense, I just I really I'm talking myself into it and I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate all of this. I have to take the Bucks by three. I fucking hate this. So I'm oh, taking, I hate that. I don't like the Cowboys. How much? What do you think? How much are the Bucks winning by? Uh, by four. But I, I just can't stand Cowboys and the Cowboys fans because they're delusional. They're like the Niners fans. Those are the two fan bases that bug the living crap out of me. So any day they lose is a good day. I generally agree with you, but my wife is a Cowboys fan. But here. Her, well, her NFL fandom has been raised by a Jets fan, so she's like a very pessimistic, I hate my team kind of Cowboys fan. She's like the Jets fan mentality, but supporting the Cowboys. So. Which is the same household over here. Jets fan <laughs> yeah. Cowboys wife. I'm, on the other hand, am going to take the boys by three. Ooh. I think Zach and, and the boys get over their hump win a playoff game, but this is what I think happens. They beat the Bucks. It finally triggers Tom Brady. Like, holy fuck, I lost a playoff game. I'm going to retire. But then the boys go into the next round and get their shit stomped in. <laughs> Wrote that trade and then dead. <laughs> yeah. So you well, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Luckily for the boys, if they did move on, they don't play the Eagles until the no. NFC Championship. No, but you would have to play next round uh... if the Niners win. Niners, yeah. Yeah, they would have to play the night. No, they would play the winner of Minnesota Giants because the winner of Niners Seahawks play Eagles. No, so how it works no, is the, the Seahawks. The Seahawks would play the Eagles the if they won because they're the lowest seed playing the highest seed. The yeah. Niners are what? The number two seed? So they would play the next lowest seed. Yeah. So if the Vikings were to beat the Giants, then they would play uh they would play uh San Francisco. And then the Vikings would play the winner of what's the other team? 
there's too much math here for me. The point yeah. being, <laughs> the point goddamn big. So you got the Cowboys. Explain to me. You just you just think that they've got the better roster. It's just gonna play out. I explained it to you. Two birds, one stone. Oh, I think so, they pull so you're out just enough. hoping. <laughs> I think they pull out enough. I think they get over the hump. I think Dak goes out. I think he does pick, throw a pick like you're predicting. But I think he does enough. I think he goes out there. He balls out. He has a 300-plus yard game, um, maybe two or three touchdowns to one interception. I think it ultimately gets carried by Pollard and Ezekiel. Notice I put Pollard first. Damn straight. Um, and I think the defense, I think Parsons. It haunts people's fucking dreams. Mika He's gonna... is is real. I think he, and if anyone is able to get to Tom Brady, and that's the key to beating Tom Brady, is hitting Tom Brady. If anyone is going to hit Tom Brady, it's going to be that man. He's going to have to be the Baba Yaga. He's going to have to live in Tom Brady's nightmares. He's going to have to be the Babadook. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to have to be everything. He's going to have to be Pennywise. He's going to have to be everything of your childhood. Freddy Krueger. He has to be it all. Yup. Yup, yup. I I mean, look, and I don't disagree with you, right? Like, the the way to beat Tom Brady is get him uncomfortable. You know, but it's just... Ah, fuck, it's hard. It's so... I'm still unsure. I'm still going back and forth. I know I made my pick, but I'm still going back and forth on it. I said what I said. Uh, You can't, can't argue with that. Cannot argue with that. The last, the only thing that I have, you know, is that, uh, and I'm just going to die on this hill since everything's okay now. I still, although, you know, I will accept the loss because it is extenuating circumstances. I'm going to talk to my commissioner here, Braden. Uh, I was only down by 12. Joe Mixon averages 15 points. The Bills let up an average of 20 points to running backs. Just saying. Do the math. Just saying. I think you guys should be co-champions, but... I'm going to buy me a ring. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. I'm so, buying me a ring that says co-champion or should have been champion. So one one other thing that I saw that I, I thought was interesting, and I would like to see both of your takes on this, um, the NFL has come out because of recent playoffs, especially versus the, the Bills versus Chiefs games, how they've planned out the last few years, how it was like gunfights, and overtime kind of screwed oh, one team and not yeah. the other. So the NFL has come out now and said the new rule is in OT, both teams will get one possession to try to score. How do you guys feel about them flip-flopping these rules, making the rule kind of change late rather than earlier in the season? They're just come- now. I feel like now they're just making rules up whenever they want during any part of the season. I think that's not cool. I, I want to know your guys' takes before I go on my little rant. Okay, so I, I like the rule change, but I don't like the timing. The timing is awful, but it works so well for college football. Overtime in college football is intense because I think you get, obviously, you each get a chance to score. And then I think after the second overtime, you have to start going for two points after you score a touchdown. It makes it so much more fun, like I, I think. So. And I think it's only fair that both teams, especially that Bills-Chiefs game last year, they should have gotten the ball, too. Uh, 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 but the timing is awful. I, I don't like them doing it start the playoffs. They should have started at, at the end of – or the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with the sentiment wholeheartedly. I think, um, you know, I think – and every sport kind of gets like this, is once you get to your overtime periods – Hockey, you're narrowing it down to three men in overtime. You know, football, I think you should start for professional football. 50-yard line in. The team that wins the coin toss gets to decide which way they're going. No kickoffs, no special teams. 50-yard line going into the end zone. You have that many, you know, you have that space to score. If you don't, it's the other team's turn. And if they score any sort of points, they win kind of thing. Um, I'm a favor- I'm all in favor of, of that kind of wild shootout overtime style. Um, but I do agree, especially given the circumstance of how they decided to end the season with the Bills and the Bengals game. They just made up rules on how the seating would work, on how the number. It's again, they're just making up rules. 
there's a procedure to implement new rules. I'm not saying new rules should never occur. New changes should never occur, but there's a procedure and Roger Goodell and the NFL are just making it up as they go. And when you're operating a multi-billion dollar business that, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily okay. So I agree with it. Just like Brayden said, not the timing. Yeah. You're just, you're just butchering it right now. This is, I don't think it's cool. Um, I think this is something like, okay, so you made the, the Bills Bengals game freak accident. No one expected it. Sure. That, whatever the decision for that game, we had to live with. You can't sure. be mad about it. You can't be upset about it. You sure. can't do anything. You kind of got to have to live with it because it was a freak of a moment thing and no one expected for it. No one was ready for it. There was nothing implemented in the rules of if someone potentially dies dies on the field, this is what happens. And let me be clear. I'm not upset that they canceled the game. I'm upset with the way they handled the seating. I just want to be clear for the viewer or the listener. So the Bengals game, that's one thing. The way they handled the seating, the way they handled everything afterwards, I think it's complete asinine. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think they're, I think it's abuse of power. Oh yeah. Um, it it shouldn't be happening like this. Like I, like this rule change should have been brought up before the season should have been implemented before the season. Or if you're thinking about changing it, okay. Starting 2023's next season, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to implement this rule for the playoffs or, or is it going to implement to be implemented for any overtime game throughout the season? Deal with that then. But the way they're just bouncing around and making rules and they feel, I, I guess like they're, they have a pothole and they're trying to do a quick cover, but then another pot, pothole pops up. So they're, they're just doing quick fucking patch jobs Instead mm-hmm. of just actually fixing all the issues that they have. Mm-hmm. And look, problems are going to arise. You're not going to figure, like, there's going to be unforeseen circumstances. There's going to be things where you're like, oh, shit, you know, next year, this this didn't work out this year. Let's change it for next year. There's going to be shit that happens like that. But like you said, if it didn't work, if this was a problem that people are like, oh, fuck, you know, we don't like this, you know, we're coming up on it, whatever. That it's got to be a change for next season. You can't. I mean, I, kinda, I like the rule that it gives right. both sides the the chance to score because I think you get cheated out of a good game. I like we've seen previous two seasons in a row now. You get cheated out of a, a fucking historic game. Um, mm-hmm. The teams get cheated out of a potential chance of. I like the rule change. I, I and we've had this rule change way way before they made the rule change of trying to shorten the length of game where it was, you know, first team scores, it's over. Mm-hmm. Way, way back in the day, it was just back and forth until fucking clock hit zero. Mm-hmm. Overtime I- game, 15, 12 minutes on the board, 10 minutes on the board, and you play until the clock hit zero. You've said that from the rip. That has been your rule change from the beginning, that we go to an NBA style, you get an extra 10, 15 minutes, whatever the, the overtime period is, you get that period when the clock hits zero, whoever has the most points. And if you can't get it, figure it out, then we go to another one. And when the clock hits zero, you've, you've been on that train for a minute. And I think that that might be probably the most fair and exciting overtime rule that should occur. Well, no just- the tie. I would do I, so if the overtime ends in a tie, it it goes like NHL. It's a shootout. You put your kickers out there, five chances. Mm-hmm. You miss, you miss, you make them, you make them. Or shit, just have another 10, 15 minute overtime period. Or have you a just keep going. Now, but now it's a sudden death. Mm-hmm. First to score, and, and it's over. Yeah, yeah, you can't bitch at that point. You had a whole extra period or a whole extra quarter, whatever you want to call it, to That's figure it out. And it's over. Yep. No, I agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly that at the first No pitching, no field goal, no, 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 no. First to score. Whether you get three or seven, it's over. Or you just figure it out via Oklahoma drill. That's what I think. <laughs> just set up your three biggest guys and just fuck it. Figure it out at the 50-yard line. But no. No, I definitely, I do think that that first overtime period, like you were saying, should be, is the most fair way to handle 
overtimes in general, but making this decision, hey, one week before the playoffs start, by the way, this is what we're doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I guess. Fuck you, I suppose. But anyway, that's uh, anyone got anything else to bring up before we go ahead and head this thing out? Uh, yeah, I think the Jets win the Super Bowl next year. I think the Knicks win in six. I think uh, the Giants. I think the Giants are actually going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I think uh, the Utah Braden Raiders are just like phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Utah Braden Raiders. I-, I feel like just to hit all points, it should be the Catholic Utah Braden Raiders. If we're just gonna go like against Braden in everything, it might as well just be hitting on every point that we can. As well. <laughs> um, look, uh, Giants to the Super Bowl. I don't know, but look, we've watched this story play out, right? The the wild card, nobody limping into the playoffs, Giants. We've seen them you know, win a Super Bowl before. You know what so. I would, you, okay, so before we leave, would you guys be opposed to reseeding in the playoffs? Yes. I, I think once the playoffs happen, it should just be a best record. That's how you seed it, best record. Yeah. Fuck, well, I won my division. You won your division at 8-9. and nine. The Cowboys came at second at 12-5. and five. What the fuck more do you want them to do? Do what the NBA does. Yeah, just best best record at that point. Yeah. That's, that's, I've never liked, well, you won your division. You have a losing fucking record and you get home field advantage. Fuck you. That's bullshit. At that point, the Lions would have made the playoffs. If you, like, I feel like it should be best record. There's no point of divisions then. There's no point of divisions if you're just going best record. Yeah, for rivalries. I disagree with that. I think, you know, for rivalry's sake and for, like, head-to-head sake, you know, like, who do you figure out, you know, if you have tw- two, you know, 10 and 7 teams, who who makes the playoffs? Okay, well, the one with the better division record. I think for tiebreaker reasons and for just rivalry reasons, I still think you can keep divisions pretty easily. Because NBA uses divisions, but then after that, like, it's... Well, that's what I'm saying. Once you hit the playoffs... It's by record. That's what I'm saying. Once you hit the playoffs, there's no reason that an 8-9 and nine team should be in the playoffs over the Lions. Yeah. You're telling me a losing team, a losing record team, deserves to be in the playoffs more than the Lions, who went on like a nine-game yeah, winning yeah, streak right. at the season. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy we beat them when we did, because they were red hot at the end of the season. Yeah, they were. Holy hell, the, they were. I think the playoffs would have been cool if the Giants could play the Seahawks. That would have been a good matchup. I think the the playoffs would be cool if the Jets didn't go on a six game losing streak. I think. Oh, if we didn't go on a six game losing streak, we were winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, easily. That would have been a well, Jets Seahawks. Look, man, I'm okay for Jets Seahawks for our friendship, but if I could just get a Jets Giants Super Bowl in my life as a New Yorker, that'd be pretty awesome too. That would make my that'd make make my year. I was really hoping when the Jets when MetLife held the Super Bowl, Jets Giants and MetLife would have been. Wild oh, yeah. would have been just it would have burnt. I was, over, the I was hoping for that too. Yeah, it would have burnt the tri-state area to the ground. I was hoping for that too. That was the year the Seahawks Seahawks made it. Yeah, the, the Jets were actually close. That yeah, was they were actually nine. pretty decent. The Jets, that year. the Jets were close. We were AFC champion game, and we and we end up choking. Ah, oh, what a shock! Uh, um, so yeah, that's been a Jets Seahawks Super Bowl back then. Could have, could have, but again, the Jets. And then yeah. we would have beaten the Seahawks. We could go to the Super Bowl, right? Say again, Braden? You're coming out to Vegas next year so we could go to the Super Bowl, right? I might be coming down to Vegas for – there's something happening in Vegas here recently. I might go to Vegas just to fuck Just it. to go to Vegas. <laughs> I'm well, down you- for it. I got this new job. I'll, I'll tell you guys off air about the economy behind my new job. Uh, but uh, it's, it's going to pay. Zach now uh, has all the power of the airlines, so yeah. he's driving for you. I work on the street corner for a living now, and boy, do they pay. These pimps and his rates are outrageous. Wild. Wild. There's nothing off limits. It's six figures minimum. Um, How old do you want him? Let me stop. 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 (laughs) Anyway, it's a joke for legal purposes. Uh, with that being said, guys, uh, Braden, thank you for hopping on when you could, man. Thank you for your 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 help with the Seahawks, even though, unfortunately, you stand alone there. 
Um, any last words before we all head out of here, Braden? Seattle's gonna win. Nobody cares about the rainy city pitch pigeons. Tell us, tell us, because you're not in the playoffs, and we do. Yeah, that's getting edited out. <laughs>